You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 333, How Do I Build a Great Team? You know, I've had the privilege over the years of leading some great teams, of being a part of some great teams, and even helping create some great teams. And I was in a conversation the other day with some other leaders, and we were talking about what does it take um, what are what are some some things that we can do to build a great team? Because it doesn't happen by accident. And so the the, the question came to me, and and I shared these things with them because they're things I've taught them before. They're things that I've used myself in putting some great teams together. Now let's talk about why uh, teams of people are so important. First of all, they're the the single most important factor for growth and health of your business, your church, the department that you lead, whatever it might be. Um, they are the single most important thing because you can have a great uh, head leader, you can have a great president, pastor, CEO, manager, whatever you want to call them, but they can't do everything on their own. They have to have a great team. To make it happen. And so teams are very important. They're important because they help us carry the weight of what we are called to do. In a Christian organization, we would say they, they help us carry the weight of what God has called us to do. Uh, often God gives a man or a woman a vision, an idea, but ultimately for that person to be successful, they've got to be able to create a team. And I'll tell you this, if you have a goal, a vision, a dream that you can accomplish on your own, that probably means it's not big enough. Let me say that again. If you have a goal, a vision, or a dream or an idea that you can accomplish on, the, on your own, that you can make happen on your own, it's probably not big enough. I think the way that God has designed us is that He gives us a vision, He gives us a dream, he gives us an idea that we um, accomplish in conjunction working with and through other p people. So the team helps us carry the weight. They also multiply our efforts. Um, I can do so much more working with people than I can do on my own. You've probably heard the, 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 the saying, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. But if you want to go far, go with other people. If you want to go, by, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. But if you want to go far, you go with other people. And, and you know, and this is just so true on so many levels. The, 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 the teams multiply our, our efforts. And then when we uh, multiply the teams, those efforts are even uh, multiplied more. So, so the multiplication principle really comes into play. And then they're the foundation. Teams are the foundation for future growth. 
Um, you, the leader, are not the foundation for future growth. It's the people that you've recruited to work with you and to help you to take this thing forward. That's the foundation for future growth. So how do we put these teams together? How do we put a great team together? Well, don't go away. We'll be right back. But I wanted to just take a moment to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Street Cop 2 Reloaded. I wrote two police memoirs books, Street Cop and Street Cop 2 Reloaded. These are true first-person stories uh, from my police career. These are um, true stories. I changed the names to protect the innocent and the guilty. And, um, you know, these are these are stories from my career. I didn't tell anybody else's stories. I told mine. And there's there were so many stories, I actually had to have two volumes. So these are great. Some of them are funny. Some of them are disturbing. But they really do give us an appreciation of the men and women in blue who um, protect our society every day. You know, you hear these horrible ideas in, in the news and the media, you know, about defunding the police. And, you know, it, just the fact that there's even a discussion about that to me just kind of, I, I don't know, smacks me as, you know, the, the highest level of stupid, stupidity that I've ever heard. Um, you, if you def- defund the police, <laughs> who are you going to call? Um you know, somebody told me the other day, they said, oh, you know, I had an emergency and I had to call 911 and they put me on hold for five minutes. I said, well, well that's what happens when you defund the police. And, you know, they, they kind of said, yeah, I guess you're right. And <laughs> that's kind of where we're heading. So look, check out Street Cop and Street Cop 2 Reloaded. Uh, I think you'll really love the stories. You can actually click on the link, go to Amazon and read the first couple of chapters for free and then click on the buy button and get your very own copy. All right, we're back. So let's go through. I want to give you a formula that I used in building my team. And and actually, I've used this formula to build a number of teams. And, you know, look, you you can take formulas and adapt them however you want to. But these are are things that I have used and that I continue to use to build a great team. And I've been very successful in doing it. So you, you do it at what you will. But I think if you take these principles and apply them in your organization, I think you're going to be very very pleased with the results. So here's the formula. What are we looking for in building a great team? The first thing that I look for may surprise you. It's character. I'm not looking for talent. I'm not looking for charisma. I'm not looking for the most educated. The first thing that I'm looking for in a person is quality character. Um, what, what does that mean? Character is shown by what we do when no one is watching. In other words, can I trust you to do the right thing, not just do things right? And can I trust you to do the right thing when I'm not around or the other team leaders aren't around or the big bosses aren't around? I want team leaders that I can trust. I want men and women of integrity, of character, that I know that in any given situation, they're going to do the right thing. It doesn't mean they don't make mistakes. It doesn't mean that occasionally things get you know messed up or things have to be dealt with, but that's fine. We can, we can fix things as long as I know 
They're people of character. I don't want to have to worry about what they're doing when I'm not around. So character is so, so very important. And so what I would do is when I was picking teams and putting teams together within the police department, um, I would go and talk to um, their other supervisors, people who had worked with them, people who had, uh, you know, been their bosses, and even in some cases, peer, peers, peers who they had uh, worked alongside of. And I wanted to hear what kind of person was this? Were they a person of character? Were they a person of integrity? Did you enjoy working with them? Could you trust them? And, you know, those were, those were the recommendations that I was looking for. Even within the church and putting teams together, um, you know, pretty much everybody that I brought on board for my teams, I've gone to people in the church, especially if they're coming from another team, and asked their team leaders, um, their volunteer leaders, um, you know, what kind of worker were they? Were they here on time? Uh, were they consistent? Could you depend on them? Um, you know, and you can say, well, you know, in the church, you shouldn't, you know, be that picky. Well, look, if I'm putting a team together um, that's going to be looking, and, and, and in the case of the team I'm thinking about the most is the church safety and security team, um, you better believe character matters. You know, all these little things matter. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting recommendations. I'm asking. I'm making sure that this is a person that I can trust. And as part of that character um, you know, we're talking about people who honor their word. They're not people who are uh, rebelliously continuing in some major uh, sin, um, but someone who's got a heart for God and for God's people. They've also got vision, the vision for the church, the vision for the organization, or the vision for the business in their hearts. Why would you want to um, put somebody on your team? They might be talented, but if they really don't have the vision of your organization in their hearts or in their minds, why would you want to put them on, their, on your team? Um, and then a part of character, I would say, is consistency. A part of character is consistency. Um, you know, consistency is one of those keys, of, keys to life. You want to have a successful life? Be consistent. Show up when you're supposed to show up. Um, do what you need to do. You know, consistency is such an important part of character. Number two, number two, chemistry. Chemistry. Now, again, people are surprised that I haven't thrown talent or education in there yet. You know, look, I'm telling you, this is a formula that's worked for me. I think it'll work for you. Chemistry is that thing that so many managers and leaders don't even consider. Um, when I'm putting a team together, I select people that I want to work with. I select people that I actually want to be around. Um, there, you know, look when I was when I was with the police department putting teams together, there were a lot of talented, experienced officers that wanted to come work with me and with my teams. But in many cases, the chemistry just wasn't there. And I knew that they would come and probably do a good job, but I also knew that there would be drama, that there would be tension just because of the way they worked, the way they talked to people, and the way they treated coworkers. So when I'm putting a team together, I'm doing what I can to eliminate workplace drama. Now, I'm not going to totally eliminate it. Anytime you've got two people in a room, there's a chance for drama. But as much as possible, I'm going to pick those people that are easygoing, 
easy to get along with. They're not abrasive. They're not always looking to argue. You know, some people just like to argue. I'm not going to put them on my team. They might be incredibly talented. They might be incredibly resourceful or educated. I don't care. Let them go work for somebody else and be somebody else's problem because that's exactly what's going to happen. I don't want drama. Um, workplace drama can be eliminated or at least reduced if we pay attention to this important ingredient in the hiring or selecting process. Um, one of the teams that I oversaw at the police department, I was able to handpick um, the first 10, uh, actually the first 12 um, officers that were on that team. And we were together for over two years, and during that two years, we had very, very little interpersonal conflict. Now, at the same time, they were probably the most productive and successful team that I ever supervised. And I was a cop for almost 30 years. But this team that I was able to, to put together and pick the right people and pick the, the, you know, made sure the character was there, the chemistry was there, and the other things we'll talk about. What I found was um, by eliminating the, the uh, drama um, these guys got out and really, really worked, and they had a good time doing it. They, they accomplished more and got along better than any other team that I'd ever seen. You know, one of the questions that I would ask during the hiring process or during the transfer process if someone's coming over was, why did you leave your last job? Or if it was a volunteer wanting to come work for me in the church, um, why do you want to leave the position that, that, you're, that you're already serving in? And then I would listen to what they said. Um, why do you want to come work here? You know, this is an interesting question because I found that some really, really good officers got eliminated because when I asked them, why do you want to come work with us? All they did was talk about themselves. Well, this is a good career move for me. Um, I believe this will help me as I move up the, 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 the career ladder. I believe this position will, you know, really help me as I look towards getting promoted later. Um, you know, this just is interesting to me. I think I would enjoy it. Well, whether they realized it or not, they had just eliminated themselves from coming to work for me because what I was wanting to hear was, uh, I want to be a part of something bigger than me. I think I can contribute here. Uh, I really believe that this is an area where I can serve and make a difference. Uh, I, I, this, this is interesting to me. And, and I really want to come over here and make a difference in people's lives. Those were the things that I was wanting to hear. And the people that said those things um, were generally the people that got a second interview. So again, chemistry. What is the chemistry in your organization? Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and stop here so I don't have to rush through the last two. We've still got, I don't know, two or three more things that we're going to be talking about and putting together a great team. But I think instead of having to rush, um, I'll go ahead and wrap it up here. And then next week, we'll jump in and have plenty of time. So I'd love to hear from you. Today, we talked about uh, the reason teams are so important, why teams are, are foundational to any organization. We also talked about um, the, the, the formula that I used, and it always started with character. What kind of person are they? Are they a person you can trust to do um, the right thing? And then we talked about chemistry. Are they going to fit in with your culture? Are they going to fit in with other team members? Well, what did I miss in those two things? Obviously, we've got more we're going to talk about, but I'd love to hear from you. 
If you've got an opinion or if you've got a thought, feel free to drop it in the comments section at today's post at davidspell.com. I'd love to hear from you. And while you're at davidspell.com, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter so that we can stay in touch. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. I will see you next week on Leading and Learning when we discuss how to build a great team and we'll go into part two. Thank you.